You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Well, it was my birthday. I just turned 50. Who else is 50 this year? The Rock, Jennifer Garner, Laverne Cox, Eminem. Oh, and Peter Billingsley, the kid who shot his eye out in The Christmas Story. You know, 50 doesn't look like I remember it to be when I was growing up. You know, back then, 50 was the image of my grandmother wearing a house coat. You know, a completely stylized version of womanhood. Not even close to the reality of engagement of women today. Have you seen that meme, uh, 50 years old in 1985, with a photo of Blanche Devereaux from the Golden Girls rocking her short old lady hair, and 50 years old in 2020, J-Lo on a pole dancing at the Super Bowl? The common thread I see for both women, though, are sequins, you know, one on her shoulder pads and the other on her see-through bodysuit. <laughs> times have changed, and times have changed from my youth, so I'm taking time to reflect on what it means to be 50 today. The long game is turning 50. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Being born in the 70s, there was so much pop culture to revel in, right? And all of that had an influence on who we, at 50, have become. So let's take a quick pop culture trip down memory lane. Music born in 1972 included Stevie Wonder's Talking Book, an all-time favorite album of mine, David Bowie's glam rock, Ziggy Stardust, and the down-home sing-along classic, Don McLean's American Pie. 72 was a year of soul. You know, other soulful chart toppers included Let's Stay Together by Al Green, Lean on Me by Bill Withers, and The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face by Roberta Flack. Our cultural mindset in film was The Godfather and Deliverance. TV was ruled by All in the Family and Sanford and Son, and MASH 4077 debuted in 1972. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was published in book form. Nacho cheese Doritos came out. You know, they used to sell the plain Doritos. Remember that? And the Egg McMuffin breakfast sandwich was created. More reason to make McDonald's your any time of day destination. And, you know, although we were putting junk food into our bodies, 1972 was a big year for environmental concerns with the passing of the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act, and the banning of DDT. 
1972, the Equal Rights Amendment, designed to guarantee protection against sexual discrimination for women under the law, passed both houses of Congress and was sent to individual states for ratification. Groups on both sides of the issue mobilized to lobby the states for and against its passage. The Equal Rights Amendment, this is interesting, was first proposed by the National Women's Political Party in 1923. Shit, it took 50 years to get that to Congress. So Hawaii, it was the first state to ratify what would have then been the 27th Amendment, followed by some other 30 states within the year. However, during the mid-1970s, a conservative backlash against feminism It eroded the support of the Equal Rights Amendment, which ultimately failed to achieve ratification by the requisite 38 or three-fourths of the state by the deadline set by Congress. And that means it didn't pass. It's crazy to think that. So because of the rejection of the Equal Rights Amendment, gender equality, with the notable exception of when it pertains to the right to vote, is not protected by the U.S. Constitution. However, in the late 20th century, the federal government and all of the states have passed considerable legislation protecting the legal rights of women. The Equal Rights Amendment, in its most recently proposed form, reads, The equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of sex. That is quoted from, this is taken from history.com, which is just crazy to think, right? We had to put it back up to individual states, and, and, and there was so much backlash going on at that time. But, you know, feminist art was taking hold because of these conversations, right? Judy Chicago and Miriam Shapiro, they created the feminist art installation and performance space called Woman House. Other political pieces, Watergate was beginning, the antidepressant Prozac was developed, and the last U.S. ground troops were withdrawn from Vietnam. Pong was a digital hit as the first video game released by Atari. You know, how far gaming has come, right? Like Pong was a version of table tennis that literally had two dashes and a square ball, pinging and ponging the ball back and forth. So, you know, all of this was the start of my cultural experience. That energy had an influence on me. Women were using their voices. An accessible, consumer-based digital world was launching. And creativity and politics through music and art, that was reverberating. Yes, all this pop culture of then and now. And now is so very different from then. And so very similar at the same time, right? So 50 It's such a milestone birthday. Like, how can I not spend some time reflecting? You know, and it wasn't even a conscious effort, to be honest. You know, it's just something that kind of happens. You know, there was also a full moon the night before my birthday. So I'm sure that had something to do with my reflection energy, too. And with my birthday being on a Wednesday, I celebrated the weekend before. So on my actual birthday, I kind of cruised through the day, just connecting with people, working in my backyard, and basking in the sunshine. You know, I was thinking all the warm and fuzzy thoughts about the people in my life, right? The people who support me, how much I value them, and, you know, that true success in life is really the relationships you create. You know, a few shout outs, one to my girl, Clarabelle, who brought me my favorite, a fresh baguette, you know, and it really is the people who know you, right? But at this time, 
when I'm really thinking about things, one word keeps standing out to me. It keeps making itself heard and it keeps recurring in my mind. And that word is commitment. Who are you committed to at this stage in your life? Like, what do you want to commit to? And what you commit to, you know, the rest of everything else slides by the wayside. And that's okay because there's only so much that you can truly commit to, right? And as women and as women business owners, our commitment is always being tested. You know, marketing to this day is about making us doubt the choices we are making or we are not making. You know, you need this program to make more money. Like, do I really need to make more money or or do I need some more time to do these things and enjoy? You know, that is a question of commitment. You need this cream or this hair dye or this fashion item to be beautiful. You know, do I really or do I feel beautiful just as I am? You know, that is a question of commitment. You know, where do you want to be and who do you surround yourself with? My girlfriend Gretchen and I have given lots of thought to the Jim Rohn quote, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So, It's a good time to pause and ask yourself, who are you committed to and why? You know, not only do you need the positive piece in that part of the influence, but, you know, it's good sometimes to have critics as well so that you can improve yourself along the way. And as I reflect on turning 50, there are so many people in my life through the years, and it is one of the joys and one of the only good things about Facebook is that it's a space where different people from these other facets of your life, they can converge. So in thinking about people in the past, the phrase, a reason, a season, a lifetime enters the conversation. And you know the relationships we create they have some sort of purpose for us. Uh, You know, some relationships come for a short period of time to, you know, show you something about yourself. Perhaps it's a lesson you need to learn or to highlight the real commitment that you want to make. So, you know, many times the short-term people, the reasons and the seasons, you know, they give us the best lessons, even if it's, you know, in adversity. But lifetimes, you know, those lifetime relationships, they can actually be a lifetime. I saw one person who is a lifetime for me, a few people actually, you know, this past week, you know, and some of those people do come from so long ago and they know you through so many stages of your life, but they, these lifetime people can also come in at any time and stick around for the rest of the lifetime. And looking at relationships this way, it means that you are always open to make new friends, to have new influence on you, you know, to change who you are. You are always open to grow into who you want to become. You know, lifetime relationships are about commitment. It's the ride or die. My commitments at 50 are surer than ever. You know, I am committed to my family, my people, my husband and my kids. You know, I'm committed to showing up for them. You know, they have showed me that they need me within this lifetime relationship. Like there are seasons and this is a season for them right now. And I'm committed to showing up to my work. Like it's a huge creative outlet for me. And the balance between the family and the work, like that is, you know, a path that only I can cross. And 
have to navigate along the way. I am committed to my spirituality. The universe keeps showing up for me, sending the signs. So I can trust in that. You know, I'm open to different ideas and techniques for connecting with spirituality. And I've really come to understand that when your soul is calm, you can handle things with ease. And I am committed to my voice. I am committed to tuning out the influence of those I don't want. Although I am interested in being aware of their presence, (laughs) you know, you do settle more into your own the more you age. And success in life, in business, is having what you want. You know, identifying what's important to you and what's the way you want to go about achieving it. And this is something I I talk a lot about here because our work is art. And like every other, you know, traditional artist, we have our own style and it's something that we should always be bringing forth. You know, we all have our reasons and our ambitions and our commitments, you know, how we go about fulfilling them. It's totally up to us. You know, we are our best when we are purely who we are, right? And letting our unique voice come through. So thank you all for joining me on this podcast journey. Let's keep connecting, keep sharing our ideas, keep sharing our stories because it's a long game. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.